0: If there's going to be any quarterback slash coordinator drama, it's apparently not going to be at this training camp. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Today is... The official, formal, stop the countdown opening day of training camp. Yesterday was reporting day at St. Vincent College. I was out there covering that for DK Pittsburgh Sports. I have a full column up on that at the top of the site today. I hope you'll take the time to check that out as well. And what I learned out there won't surprise anybody, isn't exactly some hot inside info, but there's no Real drama. And I could get into the obvious stuff. You know, there was no choppers, no monster trucks, no school buses, no construction vehicles bringing the players into the fold. There's no one on the pup list. Can you believe that? Physically unable to perform list, by the way, if you're new to football. No one. Everybody's fine. There's no holdouts. There's no hold-ins. Joey Porter Jr. signed, thus no holdout. Alex Highsmith signed earlier in the week, thus no hold in. The various players expected to participate in real camp battles with each other for positions. All spoke highly of each other. Broderick Jones talking about how Dan Moore has helped him. Those two are going at it head-to-head for left tackle with Mike Tomlin acknowledging or at least strongly suggesting that Moore will enter camp as the default starter. So it felt like all that was left was quarterback and coordinator. And even that fizzled. Even that fizzled. Because when Kenny Pickett was asked if he's been or if he's going to be held back in some way, uh, handcuffed wasn't a term that was put forth to him, but that's the implication is that he's going to be functioning under some real restrictions. He came back not only with a, no, that's not the case, but also with something that was new information from him that he's even been in some of the meetings with the people orchestrating the plays, including Matt Canada, obviously, and sharing what it is that he likes, what it is that he feels strongly about, what he feels his targets would feel strongly about, and you're going to have to trust me on this. But just being around him through these summer sessions, and and now again yesterday, there's a quiet confidence about him. There were things that he still felt last season as a rookie that he needed to say out loud as a first-year professional about himself and about what he can do, that he no longer feels like he needs to say. I hope that makes sense to you. It makes sense in my head in explaining it, or trying to. There's just a, a more quiet, cool, even more than usual with him. I really like this answer. I asked him, well here, just listen to it. What's your expectation for this offense in general? That's a, I mean, just, just go out there and win. I mean, you can get expectations of you know numbers and, and right. stuff like that. I just want to go out there and win. So whatever that takes, whatever those numbers look like, that's, that's all i stuff. You know how many different ways he could have answered that question? I wasn't trying to trick him or bait him or whatever. I just wanted it to be as open-ended as possible so that he could come back with if he wanted to. Well, we really feel like as an offense, we're a lot better than 18.1 points per game, which is what the Steelers averaged offensively in 2022. We feel like we can put up 24 or 25 points a game. You don't want to get into the 30 range. That was the Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell offense. But he could have thrown out numbers. He could have thrown out passing numbers. He could have thrown out, you know, I want to make sure that I have a touchdown to interception ratio of 5 to 1 or whatever it is. He didn't do that. He said, we want to win a game. And you can think to yourself, well, that's just PC speak. Uh, He's trying to make sure that he's not giving out hot sound bites or whatever. No, (laughs) this is actually who he is. And I like that because that's who and what this offense needs to be in 2023 at this stage of its maturation. I've been saying this here for a while now. Some people kind of... Take umbrage to it, but there aren't superstars on this offense. I don't know that there's a star on this offense. That's not an insult. That's not a prediction. You might have stars on this offense by season's end. I'm not ruling it out. I'm just saying that to date, there's no one who fits that category. So if they're going to succeed, They're going to have to do it by, like Kenny said, winning. If this offense is successful, for example, you're going to see the running game set up the passing game, not the other way around. Almost everyone, no, everyone actually to an extent, is involved in the running game. They're all going to have to make that go, including multiple tight ends, multiple wide receivers, depending on their assignments. For the passing game to work, you're going to have to see the team A using the middle of the field, B throwing the ball deep more than once every two weeks. Otherwise, nothing underneath will open up. You'll eliminate any impact that you'd get out of Calvin Austin III. And, oh, by the way, you pretty much scrub Pat Fryermuth out of the playbook as well. Going to have to spread it out. All of those things have to happen. If these things do happen, the offense keeps the defense off the field. Keeps Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson off the field. And what results is exactly what Kenny said. It's a W. And after the game, you look at the W and chances are that the box score will play itself out accordingly. You might not be able to foresee who's going to be the 100-yard receiver if anybody You might not even be able to tell which running back will have the better day based on what I've heard. But when you see the W, that's the tide that raises all ships, not in some hokey way, not in some sappy, corny way, but because that's the way this roster's been constructed, and that's the way these schematics are being set up. When we come back, J1Q... Today's J1Q is one that's decidedly off the beaten path. It comes from Austin, who says, Hey, TK, I'm sure you get asked this a lot, but what time would be the best to catch you at your downtown headquarters slash shop despite training camp going on in the next week? I'm going to use this question of yours, Austin, as a vehicle to answer a couple others that have been coming in here a lot. One is... Our HQ slash shop, which is at 224 Fifth Avenue downtown, is open Tuesdays through Saturdays 12 to 6. Now, I can't get back from La Trobe most days until right up around 4 p.m., which is when I record with Ramon Foster, the live show that he and I do every day. That's what I was able to pull off yesterday. I'm going to try to pull it off. Again today. I've also heard from a good number of listeners who are coming in for training camp, and I'm presuming that's why you're bringing it up as well about hooking up or even just saying hi out there at St. Vincent College. That's a challenge. Uh, We're in a different spot, we're on the sideline with the team. Uh, The fans are Back about probably 25 to 30 feet, but also elevated and behind a railing. So there's not much that anybody can do in terms of, you know, walking over to shake your hand or anything uh, and vice versa, because you'd have to have a credential. But, you know, there's always waving and saying hi and whatever else, which obviously would be happy to do and flattered. But the best thing always is to try to find a way to come uh, downtown to our place. We can spend quality time with you down there. We can show you uh, more of what we're about, some of the displays that we have. And, of course, we've got some outstanding merchandise. And you know what? If you make it around 4 o'clock or so, you can magically find your way onto the Ramon Foster Show. So I hope that answers the question. I also hope that it doesn't sound like, uh, you know, I'm – being self-important or whatever like oh you can't find time for whatever these are these are logistics there's certain certain territories in these settings that can't be crossed in one direction or the other or in this case both now again to reiterate this from earlier and this applies to everybody whether or not you care less about ever meeting me or whatever the place looks great you will be very pleased with what you see of St. Vincent college. Uh, They've dolled it up. They were out there manicuring the fields again yesterday, one final time, Uh, even the special teams field, which only the kickers use was getting all this extra love. I've never seen the attention to detail on the general fun area. That's out there, but you know, in all honesty, if, if, You think to yourself, well, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do there and what are the activities. Just go. Just go. Get yourself a ticket. doesn't cost anything. And go. The parking's free. The parking is close to everything. Make sure you bring lots of water. My goodness, was it hot yesterday and it's going to be that again today. There isn't a whole ton of shade available there. There are places you can sit under trees and that certainly helps. But for the most part, just go. It's all I ever say to anybody. It's a wonderful atmosphere. It's a wonderful experience. And if you're a football fan, it's all that times a billion. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do another one of these tomorrow in which we can discuss, you know, an actual football practice.